This is episode number 670 with New York Times bestselling author, Rory Vaden. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Drucker said the best way to predict the future is to create it. Welcome to the podcast. You have the ability and the power to create your future the way you want it. Over the last 10 years, I've been building my personal brand in such a a way so that I can have the life that I want right now. I continue to develop it, to create it, to shape it, to mold it, to reinvent it every single month, year, And every time there's a transition in my life, I'm doing it not on accident, but on purpose. And I'm excited about this episode because I went through an experience with Rory for a couple of days that changed the way I think about my own brand, my personal brand, my business, the revenue I'm bringing in, the type of people I want to work with. Everything that I think about with my business was changed from this two-day experience. And for those that don't know, Rory Vaden is a New York Times bestselling author he is an internationally acclaimed keynote speaker, one of the world's leading experts on self-discipline and overcoming procrastination and multiplying your time. He's got incredible TED Talk online about multiplying time. He's been featured in press all over the world, and he was in the World Championships of Public Speaking. He's a powerful voice and a powerful leader. And in this episode, we talk about the difference between a mission-driven brand and a money driven brand. We talk about the right questions to ask yourself to get clarity on your purpose, how to build an incredible reputation, how to know if a business decision is aligned with your ethics, and also the one test to put all of your new product ideas through. We also dive into exactly what I went over with Rory for two days when I called him up and said, I need your help in helping me take my brand to another level and really analyzing a lot of things that we've been working on. Again, as a brand that gets a ton of opportunities, I felt like I needed clarity on what the best ones were for me moving forward. So we talk about building powerful revenue streams. We talk about dares, which is really the thing that you should be focused on if you want to launch any product. We talk about the brand Helix, brand DNA, yes is a no list, brand mantra, why a personal brand is more powerful than a company brand. So many things. I'm excited about this. And he's actually doing a free call for people that want to get clear on building their personal brand. If you go to lewishouse.com slash brand call, you can sign up for a free call right now. And we'll talk more about that throughout the episode. But in the meantime, I want to give a shout out to our fan of the week. This is from Marissa Timms, who says, Lewis has the kind of podcast that has inspired me to begin the process of creating my own. I've dreamed of interviewing people who inspire me for years and a series of events that I couldn't have predicted even six months ago has led me to this point. I finally come to realize my internal transformation must begin to match my outer existence. So stay tuned. So Marissa is talking about her internal transformation. We're all on a path in our life. We all have the opportunity to grow. The best way to grow is internally. And when I continue to focus on internal growth, that's when I see the external growth, something to keep you 
reminded of as you go throughout your day today. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off, off your next 12 pack head to amazon and use promo code 20 pure leaf that's promo code 20 p-u-r-e-l-e-a-f for 20 percent off sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential capella university's game-changing flex path format helps you learn at your own pace and fit earning a degree into your life from before you enroll to after you graduate you'll be supported by people who are invested in your success so you can pursue your goals, knowing that help is available if you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome, everyone, to the School of Greatness podcast. We've got my dear friend Rory Baden in the house. Good to see you, buddy. Hey, man. All the way from Nashville. Welcome to the studio. Excited about this. A few months back, I called you because I felt like I was at a crossroads in my brand and in my business. And for whatever reason, I said, I think Rory can help me. And you've done so much work over the last 15 years in multiple different areas of business, mm. from live events, door-to-door sales, to building a bigger brand, to helping influencers, to writing New York Times bestselling books. You've done it all. You've done a lot of different things in terms of building a personal brand, building a company, and you've helped a lot of people do that. And I just said, for some reason, I think you can help me kind of take my vision to a new level and gain clarity Mm -hmm. for my personal brand, my level of reach and influence that I want to take to the next level. And I felt like I had done a pretty good job up to this point, but just felt like I needed someone to help give clarity with everything happening in my head. So I called you up. I went to Nashville, I think a week or two later, brought Caesar, Matt, and we spent two days diving into, which was one of the most powerful experiences of my professional life, I would say, was diving in and gaining clarity on who I am, the brand I'm building, where I'm headed, and the business that I'm in. And we learned some incredible things. Uh, And so I wanted to dive into what we learned and really how anyone, if you have a brand right now, a personal brand that you're looking to build, and you're looking to leverage your reach to generating more revenue and more impact, to helping everyone listening who wants to build a personal brand how to make it clear decisions so that it's much easier yeah. in the process. So that's what I wanted to do today, is to kind of go over some of the things that I we went it. over in two days, in an hour, 
and help people just have incredible results yeah. with personal brands. Well, I love it. And you you were doing more than an okay job. You were doing an amazing job. Thank you. And I have to say, man, it's such an honor to get that phone call from you because I I mean, I know you could have called anybody. Right. And when you called me and AJ and it was late at night and it was like, I mean, I probably hadn't talked to you in a year. It's been that long? It had been a it had been a it'd been email, a minute. Some emails, some emails. Some texts here and there. But it was like, and it was late at night, I was like, What's going on? What's what's up? Yeah, like, and then and then you're like, hey, I I think I think you guys I think you were the one that can help me with this. And yeah. So yeah, let's whatever you want to talk about, man. Yeah. Let's let's do it. It was very powerful, and it, and it's been a lot to reflect on. What was it like six weeks ago? Maybe almost two months ago. Yeah, I mean it's been a, been it's a, been few a while, weeks, yeah. and it's been a lot to reflect on. We're still implementing a lot of the things that you share with us, but I wanted to break down a rough overview of some of the things that we went over in two days, and kind of share with people what they can do at home to really get clear on how they're gonna build their own celebrity, influential, personal brand. Yeah. And some of the things that we talked about, which you've designed and developed, which I think is really cool, is, and, and correct me if these names are wrong, figuring out your brand DNA. Mm. So, and an overview of that is finding your uniqueness and exploiting it in the service of others, which is not your quote. It's a quote from Larry Winget. Yeah. Larry Winget. So first off, discovering what your brand DNA is, essentially who you are, yeah. who you're serving, and how you're going to serve them. And then going into the brand helix, which were, for me was huge. And we'll talk about the brand helix in a minute. Yep. Then figuring out what business you are actually in. We did a session with you, and a lot of these were discussions where you just asked us questions. Yeah. So what are all the revenue streams revenue that you streams. have? And I think we had like seven or eight main revenue streams that we counted. And we thought we were in one business, mm-hmm. but based on revenue streams, you were like, well, actually, you're in this business. And you're moving Which into this Which we were business. both surprised by. Exactly. <laughs> Crazy. Neither, neither one of us. So we'll talk about what, how to know what business you're really in. What business you're really in, which is going to be helpful for the future of your brand. Creating your yes or and no list, which has been a game changer for me because I said yes to so many things because I felt like, well, there's great money here. There's great money here. There's great opportunity here. But it hurts the brand in certain things and it hurts your time. You can't multiply time when you say yes to these things. We'll talk about that. Dares, which you haven't talked about publicly yet, which I'm excited to share. Yes, never shared that publicly, this concept of dares. And dares is something we still have on our wall that we wrote down because it's the thing we think about. I saw it in Matt's office when I walked in. It's the thing that we think about when creating anything now. Does it have dares? These components. All, was that five components? Yeah. Five components when launching any product service. It must have the dares, so make sure you listen to that. Your brand mantra talking about your reputation, how to build reputation. We talked about a lot of other things, but I think these are some of the things we'll cover today. Well, and, and starting with reputation and just what is personal branding, I think right. is is huge because, so Brand Builders Group, we don't brand companies. We brand people. Mm-hmm. And we believe that the future of branding is not about companies. It's about individual people and it's all based on your personal reputation. And if you think about it, you give me a phone call. I don't just take a phone call from anybody at 9.45 on a whatever night it was, but it's like, when I see Lewis Howes Mobile, Lewis must need up. something, right? Pick it up. And that is based on your reputation. And so when we think about personal branding, I think a lot of times our mind goes to, oh, my logo, my website. Those things are important, but the essence of a personal brand starts with a person's reputation. And you can design a logo 
in a week. It takes years to build a, mm. what we call a rock solid reputation. And, and how long does it take to ruin a reputation? I mean, a reputation can be ruined in minutes. It Crazy, can, right? One, it can be ruined in minutes. It can one bad decision, and you. There's many examples of this, right? I think one reason I feel drawn to you, I like just. I feel like God draws me to you is because I believe you're going to become one of the biggest celebrities of our time. And I know that you're going to have a lot coming at you and a lot of people coming to you, lots of opportunities and, and no shortage of temptation in right. any variety of fashions. And I know your heart about what your reputation is and how you've built it. And I want to be somebody that is like a bumper lane for you yeah. to help help do that. And, and so when you think of reputation too, as it relates to our business, one of the things that AJ and I realized, so AJ is my wife and my business partner. She's co-founder of, of Brand Builders Group. And we realized that for a company, especially a small company, but even for big companies, a lack of revenue is what we all think about. It's what we all talk about. Like, oh, we need more revenue. We need more money. But a lack of revenue is not your greatest problem. A lack of reputation is your greatest problem. Why is that? Because reputation precedes revenue. Reputation is about trust. It's about faith. It's about conviction. It's about belief. So we created something called the reputation formula, which I haven't shared this with you, so I'm interested to get your, to get your <laughs> thoughts. But basically, the reputation formula works like this. Results times reach equals reputation. Results times reach equals reputation. So your results are the results you've delivered in your life, the, the, the results you've accumulated or accomplished for yourself, but also the results you've accomplished for your clients. It's the things that you have done or that you've helped people do. Right. Now, results can be positive or negative. Yeah, if you have no results and no following, then your reputation is, equals is, that. Is, is bad, yeah. Right. But you can also have a negative reputation. So the reputation formula isn't about positive or negative because the results part can be positive or negative. Now, the reach part can't be negative, but it can be zero. Even if you have the greatest results, if you have the world's best widget or the best company or you're the smartest person ever, those are great results. But if your reach is zero, then your reputation is still zero because if people don't know about you, they can't do business with you. So if you have great results and a lot of reach, that's Mother Teresa right? She's well respected for, for delivering this, this service to people. Now, if you have horrible results and a lot of reach, you're Osama bin Laden, right? You did something horrible and a lot of people knew about it. And that's a very bad reputation. So it can be positive or negative, but at the end of the day, the size of the reputation is a, a result of the size of the result times, times the reach. Yeah. And so that informs your personal brand, which reputation precedes revenue. So that informs your ability, dictates your ability really that what your personal brand is. is so, so should people be focusing on revenue or reputation first? People should absolutely 100% be focused on reputation first. Reputation. And reputation means doing something good, adding value, and building an audience. Yeah. Well, the building the audience I think is separate. Okay, so if you just, doing something good is the results. Mm -hmm. And it's years, it's years, and you have to do it right. Here's the thing, building a business, my personal opinion, building a business 
is not nearly as valuable as building a reputation. Mm. You can build a business. You can generate lots of revenues. There's lots of business models you can get in. You can do- you can Build an Amazon business. You yeah, can build a- Whatever. Hair and, salon, you can do anything. And there's ways you can make money, right? Like I could probably go open a check into cash, like a payday loan thing and make a lot of money. I'm personally not gonna do that. It's not bad that if you are, if that's your thing, fine. But for me, and for all of us, and I think this is, this is the point, is you gotta define in your life what you're gonna say yes to and what you're gonna say no to. What is inbounds and what is out of bounds? What are the things that you consider acceptable that you want your reputation associated with and what are the things that you don't? And that is really, really important. And so you, you have to make that decision that your reputation matters more. Your reputation matters more than money, more than revenue. It matters more than refunding that customer, right? Like if the customer is upset, refund them the money if it's cost. Your reputation is so much more valuable than one, one customer. And I think, again, one of the reasons I'm drawn to you and why you call and I answer and you say, hey, I need help and I'm there is because you've done that, Lewis. And, and I think when people listen to this show, they never get the sense, oh, Lewis is after my money. Yeah. They never get that sense. They, they only get a sense of Lewis is trying to help people. He's doing good in the world. He's trying to learn. And there's, and that builds your reach and builds rep results, which increases reputation. Which eventually leads to revenue, right? Here we are in your place in the Hollywood Hills and yeah, right. like you're doing all right for yourself and that's great. And that's what I think a lot of people don't understand too is if you focus on reputation, mm -hmm. revenue shows up as a byproduct. But if you focused on just profit, then sometimes people kind of get hurt along the way. Because they're focusing all their decisions on making money. Just money. Yeah. And it's like, doesn't matter. And that's one of the things I love about the- I make a lot of decisions that lose me a lot of money, but build reputation. Yes. Like doing an event in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> yeah. The first two years we lost money. But, but I wanted to add value, give back, do something meaningful for me as well as my audience. And I think long-term it'll pay off into bigger revenue than let me do an event in Los Angeles or New York where I'm gonna get the most people to show up and make more money right away. Right. I think that's the key. When I launched the podcast, I said for the first year we're not gonna do any sponsorships. We're not gonna try to make money. Right. We're just gonna add value and continue to give good content. And you say no to certain sponsors. Absolutely, you like, say no to lots of sponsors. You say no to all sorts of, all yeah. sorts of sponsors because you've defined, look, like, these are things I don't believe in. Sure. Even if they're paying, it's like, and I think that's really huge. So the business could be making more money, but we choose not to because it doesn't align to our brand DNA. Right. And I think that's something that everyone should get clear on is what is your uniqueness? And you continue to talk about that with a lot of people that you work with in the brand builders group is figuring out who are you essentially? What is your uniqueness? Yeah. And how can you then exploit that to people? Because your uniqueness is probably more important than anything else. Right. Figuring out how unique you are is your identity, and that's what's going to attract the right customers and the right opportunities. Absolutely. And, and I, I want to make sure and give a shout out to Larry Wingett so he knows. Like He said this, and, and the moment I heard it, I was like, that's one of the most brilliant things I've ever heard. He said, the key is find your uniqueness and exploit it in the service of others. And I was like, whew, that's <laughs> strong, man. Yeah. And there's people that do that. You are somebody who does that. And I think 
The challenge is getting clear on what makes you unique, what makes you special, what makes you different. And here's another mutual friend of ours, you know, Sally Hogshead. Yeah, she she's wrote great. Fascinate. And Difference better than better. Different is better I've rem- than better. I've remembered that since the moment she said it on a stage like eight years ago. I was just with, I just shared the stage with her like a few days ago. I mean, and I say that all the time. Different I always say is that better quote. than better. And the other thing is what I love about, you know, she teaches people how to be fascinating. And what I love about what she says is it's, it's not that you learn how to become fascinating. It's that you learn how to become more of yourself. Ah. And that is like, that's it, man. Like when you are doing you, you're uncopyable. That's it. It's funny. I heard, uh, I was watching an interview of The Rock yesterday with Jamie Foxx. And he said when he got into the movie business, his management team was like, you need to lose weight, you need to start acting a different way, you need to start really softer, like all these things. And he lost all this weight, got skinny, like looked really weird. (laughs) And then he he fired them and he said, you know what, if I'm gonna do this business, I'm gonna do it my way, which is like becoming more of me, like amplifying the rockness. Like they told him not to use the rock, they had to use Dwayne Johnson as his name. And he's like, you know what, I'm going back to who I am making it about the people, getting bigger and stronger, like whatever it is, is his thing. Look how that's worked out. And today, he just posted that he was the highest paid actor of all time in one year. I think that was right. (laughs) Was it the highest paid actor, like 112 million in one year of all time, the greatest actors ever, he is the highest paid. Otherwise, he would have been like everybody else and he would have, you know. Yeah, maybe he would have done okay, but he wouldn't have been different. It's celebrating what makes you especially you. And that's what people are drawn to. People know, and you know, like I know when I see you, you're always, you're like always in a t-shirt and you always, we are the same cologne. That's like one thing I always know. It's good. But you are you. And when people see me, it's like, I'm in a pocket square and I have a flower. It's because I was raised by a single mom who sold Mary Kay and like I get manicures and pedicures. I do. Like it's who That's your style, it's yeah. It's who I am. It's just who I am. And I think that's what's amazing is and, and here's the challenge too. So there is a part of this that is invigorating to your spirit. Range Rover Sport leads by example. Picture this. Assertive on-road performance meets commanding all-terrain capability. That's the third-generation Range Rover Sport, which is the most desirable, advanced, and dynamically capable one yet. This vehicle redefines sporting luxury, offering an instinctive drive with engaging on-road dynamics and effortless composure. Now available in sleek, new stealth pack, Carpathian gray exterior wrapped in satin protective film with black accents and black brake calipers. Inside the Range Rover Sport, advanced cabin technologies like active noise cancellation and cabin air purification offer new levels of comfort and refinement. And let's not forget about the award-winning Pivi Pro infotainment system. Enjoy a dynamic drive and total comfort with optional 22-way adjustable heated and ventilated electric memory front seats with massage function. Wow, that's like a spa day while on the go. Design your Range Rover Sport at LandRoverUSA.com. 
So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really wanna say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too. in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. There's also a part of this that is dominating as a business strategy because the challenge today is noise. So much noise, so, so much content. Everyone's posting everyday content. It. How do you break through the noise? Because there's always somebody that's going to be smarter than you. There's always someone who's funnier than you. Better looking. Better looking, better connected, has more money to, to, to do whatever. And I think the thing that you see is that when a celebrity grows, it's because they're being raw and authentic and it's themselves. And that is what people are drawn to because we live in this world of tremendous fakeness. We have these masks and we, we wear masks and we do it because we're completely trying insecure. To in. Trying to fit in. We're trying to fit in. We're totally insecure and like, right, you know. And a personal brand should be about standing out. Yes. Not fitting in, it should be about how do you stand out more. Yes. And you talk about this in the brand Helix. Can you break it down and if you want to draw for yourself? Yeah, yeah, so I'll kind of like try to so draw it out. So explain it. If more. you think about brand DNA, right? So we kind of thought of like a chromosome these aren't the only, these aren't like the only questions. These are just questions really that mentors, my mentors asked me that help me kind of get clear and, and I always think about. And I think these are questions anybody listening that says, okay, I have a personal brand, I want to grow it, or I want to build a personal brand, or you're an executive of a company or something, and it's like, okay, I wanna, I wanna use my brand to grow my business. You ask yourselves these questions. And so the first question where all personal branding starts is just getting clear on this. And this, this is from my man, David Averin. And David Averin mentored me from like the time I was super young. And he said, Rory, you have to get crystal clear on what problem do you solve? Mm -hmm. What problem do you solve? The way that Dave said it is he said, to what question are you the answer? And until you get clear on the problem you solve, you get absorbed by the noise because you're out there talking about, you know, we do this and we do that and we do this. Mm -hmm. But the moment you start promoting the problem, promoting the questions, 
that is when people start to pay attention because now it's like, whoa, this person can help me solve a problem. So you have to get really clear on like, what problem do you solve? The next question is, what are you passionate about? And there's two parts of this sort of brand helix. So the, the, top, the top part here, this is all sort of external facing. So this is like how you appear or occur in the world. Yeah. And then this bottom part is internal. So this is more like your internal monologue, like your, your psychographics. And these correspond with each other. So the problem I solve, because there may be many problems you solve, right? Like you can teach people how to do all sorts of different stuff. Right. But what's, but what's the, the thing you're passionate about as well? And when they intersect, that's when it's a sweet spot. Bingo. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's what we're looking for is the intersection of the external sort of who you were designed uh, or who the, who the world needs you to be and who you were designed you to be, being. who you love being. Yeah. So what problem do I solve? Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing is sort of what am I perceived as an expert on? And expertise is interesting because expertise is really more about perception. Right. What do people think I'm an expert at? Yes. Yeah. Like you introduced me, I think you said, Roy's a New York Times bestselling author, right? Why do you choose to say that? Because people hear that and they go, ah, Expert, credible. That's something that you get, and there's a certain type of person that takes a lot of work to get that. So there's these triggers that we kind of think through. We we walk people through this, actually. What are the the triggers of what make you perceived as an expert? And one of the exercises we take people through, I actually don't think we did this with you, but is we write your bio, Mm -hmm. and then we do what's called your future bio. Mm, Interesting, I like that. And so we think, we ask the question, Five years from now, what does your bio need to be? And that's actually how we met. That's cool. Because you and I met before the launch of School of Greatness, before the first right. book, and you were getting ready for your launch. And that's, you know, I think you'd had me on the show once, and then we were kind of talking about your book launch and stuff. But that is who you want to be. And you always said, you're like, I'm going to be a New York Times bestselling yeah. author. Yeah. And now we know. Do you mind me sharing? Have you shared the 100 million? People know. Yeah, yeah, but you can share it. Okay. Yeah. So... For those of you listening and watching. <laughs> People have heard in the past, yeah. That one of the things that we got crystal clear on when, when you and I spent two days together and AJ and Matt and like yeah. we all four of us were there was that the School of Greatness podcast is going to get 100 million downloads. Yeah. 100 million. And when you get to 100 million, like you're going to be that person. And again, part of what I loved this uh, for you was – you know, we talk about what business are you in, how do you make money, and all that sort of stuff. But I kind of knew that we that we hit it for you when you were like, I don't care about the money. If we hit 100 million downloads, it'll work out. I want to impact 100 million lives. Yeah. And that was what you came alive. Like, yeah. you said it and you came alive. Yeah, yeah. Way more than money right. would ever inspire you. And so I know that's part of your future bio. Yeah. It's 100 million downloads. Yeah, we're close. I know. We're getting close, man. We're, gonna, we're at 70 plus million right now. So. I mean, you're going to hit 100 million, and then it's going to be. And then the goal is 100 million a, a year, year. And then 100, 100 million, million a month. month. 100 million a week. 100 million in a week. That's going to be a lot. It's huge. That's a lot. It's a lot. But it takes some time. But you're, you're building an audience. And here's the thing this is worth noting. We, we'll come back to the helix, but this is all related. Because you've spent such a long time building a great reputation. Mm-hmm. 
Reputation doesn't grow linearly; it grows exponentially. And so it it's kind of hits a hockey slow, stick. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a hockey stick. It's slow, but man, you're hitting that curve, right? And we'll talk about the yes/no list with you. And we, one of the things we decided with you, we realized that there's some things you've been doing that you need to let go of mm-hmm. because you're no longer competing with people who do that. You're competing with with Oprah, right. and you're competing with Ellen, and you're competing with Rock. I mean, that's what- That's what I want to be stepping into. That's what you're stepping into. Yeah, yeah. That's part of the Lewis House future bio. Mm-hmm. So anyways, that's what, you know, what are you the expert on? And, you know, some people, they're- That's the problem you're solving. I think it's important for people to get clear on the exact problem, because there's lots of problems that I could be solving as well. Yeah. And you're going to be solving multiple problems as well, but what's the, the number one problem that you're going to focus on and then there's other things you'll be solving along the way, but focusing on the number one thing is key. So that also helps you define what we call your core audience target. Once you're clear on the problem, you know exactly who you're going after. Find those people with that problem. Yes. That's it. And you don't you, have to market to everyone anymore. Yes, which is what we do. We spend all sorts of money on yeah. silly stuff. We don't track it. And when you go after a core target audience. You build a community of people too. You do who are like raving fans because they all have like the same beliefs, right? They all share it. And and you do hit, it's like a target. That's why we use core target audience because you're aiming at the bullseye. Now you're going to impact other people also. You're going to reach some other people. But if you don't know where the bullseye is, you're just throwing darts with your eyes closed, right? right? So you have to have that, that core and all of that's, you know, kind of connected to the brand Helix. Right. So then the next one, so the corresponding internal part here is, and this is a Dave, Dave Averin question, as he used to ask me, he said, Rory, what have you earned mm. the right to talk about? Mm-hmm. So this is related to expertise. Expertise is external, it's perceived. But this question is, more about what have you actually done? What have you done? So I've written a New York Times bestselling book, so you've got the credibility to talk about that. Yes. Yeah. You built a podcast. You, you could talk about that. Talk about You're that. in shape. You could talk about that, right. right? Like you could do, and this was your problem, which we need to talk to when you get about the yes, no list, is the more successful you become. You talk about lots of stuff. More stuff. There's lots of stuff to talk about. And that's why getting centered and being clear becomes the more well-known you become, the more important it is to be clear on this stuff. So important. Because as your star like rises, there's just more opportunity for distraction mm-hmm. and for dilution in terms of where you spend your time. I think Warren Buffett was the one who said the difference between the successful people and really successful people is that really successful people say no more than anyone else or something like yeah. that. I don't know if that was exact. Well, and and no, we, we can, t- this is good to talk about the yes, no list because, so so we did this. We went through with you and Matt and we made it, it's not a complicated exercise. Most chart, it's yes a chart. and yes, no. no. But what do we say yes to? What do we say no to? It's not just what do you say yes to and what you say no to, it's what are the characteristics of things you say yes to and what are the characteristics of things you say no to? For example. For example, you want to talk about yours? Yeah, give a few. Okay. Give a few of the high-level yeah. ones. Yeah, so let's talk about the no's first because we'll talk about the yeses and we can share the dares. Yeah. I think that would be cool for people. Yeah. So one of the things we got clear on for you is that anything that info marketers do, yeah. generally speaking, is going to be a no yeah. for you moving forward. Yes, moving forward, yeah. Because 
when we looked at the future of the Lewis Howes brand, mm -hmm. we said Lewis Howes isn't competing with the world of the info marketers. Nothing wrong with the world of info marketers. Brand Builders Group lives in that space, right. right? And we follow a lot of people in that space and we promote a lot of people in that space. But once we got clear that the podcast is the focus of your brand and that is all in for the future, then we realized, okay, you're going to not do some of the things that those folks do. Right, right. And that so it doesn't mean not applying online marketing strategies to my business. Correct. But it's not doing what other info marketers are doing to be well-known info marketers. Yeah. Info marketers. And there's certain things, there's maybe certain tactics that you won't do. Mm, right. Because they don't fit with just the direction of, brand. Your, of your brand. Yeah, yeah. And that's okay. My job is never to make a judgment on what people decide to do or not do. It's just to help them get clear on going, okay, these kinds of tactics fit. These kinds don't, and we have to make, and we're going to make a decision based on the characteristics on our no list mm -hmm. of what we do and don't do. Here's another diagram. So we created this recently, and I haven't shown you this. So this is interesting. So this is a, a, a Venn diagram. I think it's called a Venn diagram. It's three circles. There's these three circles. There's marketing that works. Mm -hmm. So there's principles of marketing that works. Then there is marketing that's ethical. Mm -hmm. And then there is marketing that is aligned. Ooh. And so there's marketing tactics that work. So marketing that works, there's things you can do with marketing that works, right? You can tell people, we only have 10 left. Right. In reality, you it's have- unlimited. Uh, It's unlimited. Yeah. So, you have to reconcile that with marketing that is ethical. Mm -hmm. Now, for you, you might not have an ethical problem with that. And if you don't, fine. That's your yeah. thing, right? Like, this is not an ethics course. But for your brand, you got to draw a line and say, I will do this, I won't do that. So you got to reconcile that with what's ethical. But then there's this whole other piece, which is marketing that is aligned with my uniqueness, mm. with my future, with my mission. And so... This is where you, you want to live sweet spot. right in the sweet spot because you need to do stuff that works. And they're, they're not huge decisions. Right, little they're stuff. small decisions. Mm -hmm. That decision where you say, I will sacrifice revenue before I sacrifice my reputation. That is why Lewis Howes is going to be $100 million, dude. <laughs> it's hard, though, sometimes. So like hard. And let's talk about the science of making those decisions. So how do you know? The only way you know is to feel it. Yeah, absolutely. And you do that. And I think people sense it. What happens is when you start to make one compromise, then it's easier to make the next, and it's easier to make the next, and then it's easier to make the next. When you, I think what happens there, it's almost like a continuum. All right, I've got, I've got more diagrams coming to me as we're talking right, this right. out. It's almost like you have a continuum. And on one end of the continuum is, this is it integrity, mm -hmm. okay? On the other end of the continuum, let's just say is compromise. And your reputation is somewhere on this continuum. And every single decision that you make, every single choice, even the ones that nobody else knows about except for you, is either moving you on the continuum 
closer to full integrity, yeah. which is somebody who has full integrity is is fully like aligned, full authenticity. They don't have insecurity, and so they can be fully themselves and express themselves in the rawness, which people are drawn to, or you compromise. And as you compromise, your reputation, your personal brand, your identity starts to become unclear. And the more you compromise, the more you compromise. Like, so here's something I don't, I don't mind sharing this publicly because this is something you inspired me to do, was I don't think I was ever an alcoholic. Uh-huh. I don't. But there was a time here a couple years ago when I realized it was like I was drinking too much. Just drinking too much, right? Like I'm, I'm keynoting, I'm speaking at all these events, like 60 events a year, and so I'm flying in first class, and then you get there, and the client takes you to dinner, and then, you know, you're back, whatever, and it's just, it's easy to have a, have a couple of drinks, have a couple of drinks every night. Yeah. And I remember when I met you in person for the first time, and we went out, and you know, you didn't have anything to drink, and I was like, that's wild. And then we had that dinner that night at Michael Hyatt's house. Uh-huh. You remember that? It was Donald Miller and Michael Hyatt and Josh Axe. Josh Axe and Jeff John, Goins John and Acuff. John Acuff, um, yeah. Jeremy Coward. The Nashville Mafia. The Nashville Mafia. And I don't know if everybody was, but most people were drinking it and you weren't. And I think I asked you, I was like, so what's with the drinking thing? And you were just like, I just don't do it. Yeah. And there was something about you doing it. And there were a few other people in my life too, but when I saw that it was okay for you not to do it, it was like it gave me permission mm. to let it go. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, when AJ told me we were pregnant and we were having a baby. It was a no-brainer. It was like, okay, so she's not going to drink, so I'll just do this with her. And so cold turkey, we had one glass of champagne that night. That we found it. out. <laughs> and then we went cold turkey, and then... After that, so Jasper is 16 months old now, and I just never went back. And and I think the way that you said it, if I remember right, and this is the part that was powerful for me, was you said, if I look at just alcohol, and again, if you drink alcohol, this isn't like, I don't want you to feel bad, I'm not campaigning for anything and yeah. whatever. I'm just saying, the, what you, you made a decision for yourself mm-hmm. where you said, I don't think alcohol helps me didn't serve inspire me. people. Didn't serve me. Didn't serve you. It or didn't, serve humanity. Didn't serve your ability to serve people. Yeah, yeah. And so when you said that, it forced me to kind of go like, to have, you know, pun intended, a sobering conversation yeah. about like, okay, is this making me better or is it not? And the scary part for me, Lewis, is that I have a, a decent reputation, I think, but I've done some really stupid stuff. Some really bad stuff. And when I've looked back over my life, one of the things that was in common in almost all of them was that I was drunk. Wow. And that was like, wow. Like when you ask that question, is it serving me? And so, you know, whether it's marketing or it's a a lifestyle choice or decision, Mm -hmm. it's just about you being intentional about choosing who you're going to be. Yeah. And listen, I'm the king of ice cream, so that doesn't serve me. Either. Yeah, that's right. So you but, told me you, you had know, the, sugar. the sugar. You and I both had the sugar But problem. I go on little waves of it where it's like, okay, I'm focused for a while not having it, and then I'll have some every now and then. So it's like you got to pick and choose your own personal battles. Yeah. That's my battle is like. Yeah. Although Danielle Natoni, you know, a mutual friend you introduced us to, she's a client of Brand Builders Group. She shared some stuff with me that's got me like, now I'm working on the sugar. I'm trying yeah, to like yeah. cut it down. She's good at that. She's, she's good at that. Down. And I was like, ah, oh, damn. Like, okay. So Let's you, go back to. So the yes, no list and, oh, the, the yes brain. list. Yep. You want to talk about. The so d- the no list is getting clear on like 
what you are not going to do anymore moving forward, what you're not going to do. And I did also in my no list was like, I'm not going to speak for less than my rate anymore, which before I was making compromises all the time. I was like, I'll do it for half the rate for this because it's money there. And I don't want to leave money on the table, right? And I could use that for my team or production or whatever it may be. And I started getting clear, like, this is the rate. This is what it is. Otherwise, I'm not doing it. And that clarity has just allowed us to say yes and no quickly mm. to all the inbound opportunities of speaking gigs. So that's just one thing. And we, we, we're still getting clear on a lot of things that we see a yes and no to. Yeah. But I think it's important for you to create a list. Yes, I'm going to do these things when it does this, or no, I won't do it when it does this. And so uh, the yes list, is that what you're saying next? Dares. Yeah, I was going to talk about oh, go ahead. But, but one thing I wanted to say on the topic of no, because this is powerful, you know, the word no creates margin. And it takes incredible confidence to say no. So hard. Not just confidence, but perspective. And say no to money. Money is one of the biggest lures of compromise in the world. Money is one of the biggest things that can pull you away from integrity, is to just, there's an opportunity to make money here. And so you always have to be playing the long game. And that's something that all these people you have on your show, like all these successful people, they're always playing the long game. Always the long game. Probably the single greatest difference, I think, between most everyone and the ultra successful, the ultra successful are playing the long game. So getting clear on what you say no to. So to what do we say yes to? Do you want to go through that? You want to talk about the dares? Go ahead. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Dares. Dares. This is the thing I was telling you guys in the beginning that is powerful game changer. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host when you want the best you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. So this is, in terms of what do we say yes to, you want me to draw it out? Oh, you can draw it out and then I can show it okay. afterwards, but yeah, okay. while you're speaking. So, yeah, it helps me. I feel more at home as a speaker, like, oh, yeah. this is my whiteboard, Trainer, so yeah, I feel yeah. good, yeah. Okay, so dares are basically 
when it's the framework for what you should be thinking about when launching a product or service. Is that right? Yes. These were things on our yes list as I was thinking about the future of my life and me and AJ and say, okay, we're going to build brand builders group. We're going to, what are the things that we're going to do in terms of how we spend our time building yes business? And no, yeah. Yes and no. And we noticed like, okay, these are some characteristics of things we're into. So, you know, this isn't like the end all be all list, but we live in a world where this is possible more than ever. So the D is things that are digital. Mm-hmm. Right? Like you can have a business without having a warehouse. Right. You can have or a business a storefront. without having a storefront. You can have a business without even having inventory today. Nothing. Yeah. Digital. So the A is. And why digital for you? Just because I, I when, wanna, when you don't have overhead, when you don't have to have that extra overhead, might as well do it. Again, less logistics, you, all that stuff. Yeah. Right? And if you just think about all of this in the context of it empowers you to serve people, mm. right? Anything that creates mental or emotional space gives you more power to serve other people. Yeah. So anything that's not tying me up, whether it's money or time or resources or just even emotional like baggage, anything that's not tying me up is margin that I can reinvest to doing the things that I love, making a difference, yeah. like giving out their new message. Smart. So that's digital. Yeah, and from a financial strategy, from just business, it's like, you know, you don't More have- More profitable. Yeah, and for, you know, it's working capital is the term that like entrepreneurs use. Working capital is the amount of cash tied up in the business of just running the business. So when people owe you accounts receivable, like they owe you money, that's money that you should have that you don't have. Uh, and when you have inventory, it's cash that's, in inventory that you can't use, yeah. that's working capital. So when you have digital stuff, you don't have as much of that. So the A is automated. Automated, automated, automated. And we live in a world of automation. You know, I did a whole TED talk on this, which you can- you On can, multiplying your time. You, you can go check that out. And one of the things to me that I, I realized here is that compounding interest is a way that you sort of leverage money. You invest it and then it, it grows. Well, in today's world, because we live in a world of where things can be automated, automation is a way that you leverage time. When you do something and you automate it, then it's like, it's kind of how compounding interest would, will work all day, every day. When you automate something, it's the same thing. And there's more tools now. Right, softwares ever. and everything else. Yeah, so we're looking for things that are digital, automated. The R is recurring. Huge. Uh-huh. Recurring. And a friend of mine, Bedros, I don't know if you know Bedros Koulian. Oh, well, I know him I just from seeing him on your show and yeah, social yeah. media. Like he did a post, yeah, a couple days ago where it was like three principles to building a business. He's built this huge franchise, Fit Body Boot Camp business. I mean, I can't remember how many, 500 or 1,000 locations around the world. Probably more than that. I'm just throwing out a big number. And he was like, my three rules of like building a successful business, one of them was every product or service should be recurring. He's like, that's one of his three principles to build wow. a successful business, like recurring revenue. He's like, even if you don't think it could be recurring, recurring it can be. Yeah. Like repackaging it, repositioning it, so that you acquire a customer one time and they pay you every single month or every single year. But always looking for new customers and to make your money is a hard business to be in. And here's what's interesting about that. Always looking for new customers is a hard interest to be in. And you know, I have a long history and background in sales and not in that world at all anymore. Sales is a lot of stress. A lot. It's a Knocking lot. Knocking on doors. A lot of pressure. To get the next. Always to get the next person. 
When you have recurring revenue, it frees you up to better serve your customers. Absolutely. You you can spend more energy servicing your existing customers because, and you know, financially from a, a business valuation standpoint, I don't want to get into too much of it, but you know, normally the way a business is valued, like how much is a business worth, is you got revenue, expenses, and profit. And most businesses are valued at a multiple of profit. It's so like a five multiple, if you you had a hundred thousand in profit, a five multiple is five hundred thousand. It's just saying how many years into the future? It's a it's an estimation of future cash flows. Well, anyways, recurring if businesses. If you don't have recurring, then you can't sell it for as much of a multiple. Well, yeah, because recurring companies are valued on the top line on revenues. So instead of you know, like let's say you had a thousand dollars in revenues, nine hundred in expenses, and a hundred dollars in profit, and a five multiple on earnings would be only five hundred. But when it's a recurring revenue, a lot of times it's valued on the top line. So five times a thousand is it's five thousand versus five hundred. It's ten times right. the valuation. But you know, beyond that, you may not ever be looking to sell a business or something. But it frees you from stress, yeah. which leads to the next one, which is evergreen. Mm-hmm. Evergreen. Now, there's a lot to be said. You know, this one is especially. It's worth a caveat that there's a lot to be said for the power of a launch. Yes. Uh, and, and something comes out, the anticipation, yeah, yeah. Movies, they do huge launches, right? Artists do big tours, authors, right? We do the book launch, and a lot of people do product launches yeah. and, and stuff. Getting the awareness out there, the attention, the buzz. Yeah, but a launch is very stressful. A lot of energy. It always is. And if you live and die by a launch without having the rest of this afterwards, and that's a hard business. Yeah, you're just, you're always like, you're either going into a launch, you're in a launch, you're coming out of a launch. Yeah. The nice thing about Evergreen and recurring is like, okay, we're building a steady snowball and it's like, we can we can breathe a little bit, we can love on our people and not always be, we can take care of our existing customers and not always have to just be thinking about sell, sell, selling, sell. selling the next one, right? So I love Evergreen. Yeah. So there's times to do a launch and, he, and the one thing I will say about this is it's almost like there is this, this breakthrough point that you need to do a launch, at least one big launch to break through and then sort of become known. Mm-hmm. And then once you're on the other side of that, you can sort of chill out a little bit. Right. And then the last S there is scalable. Is scalable. I'm looking for things that are infinitely scalable, that they will grow and you don't ever get capped. Right. Right? So if I'm... I don't know what is an example of something that's not scalable, but something that's really just really, really hard, or really, really big. It takes a lot of energy. It's just not super, super right. scalable. So I'm, you always want to be thinking, what, what, can I, what can I systematize so that I can duplicate over and over, right? Yes. And scale it up. Yeah. Well, and if you're if you are building a personal brand, like a lot of you listening, if you're in that space of going, okay, I want to build a personal brand, then what do I do or how do I make money at it? It's kind of a one-to-many. You're trying to figure out a way. Well, here's an example of something that's not scalable. You doing one-on-one phone calls. Yeah, that's not scalable. It's not scalable. You can only talk to so many. So many hours. Well, it's scalable to a, a, point. Uh, a point, and then it's not. Right. Right. So Scale it up to 10 hours a day. Yeah, like however many hours whatever, you want yeah. to spend doing. But that that's going to create, it's going to lock down your cap. cap. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So again, to repeat that. These are dares. This is what everyone should be thinking about in running the perfect business. We think this is the future. Yeah. Future. Something that's digital, automated, recurring, evergreen, and scalable. And obviously, physical goods is eliminating that. So if you have supplements or clothing or beauty products, it's not digital. 
Yeah. Now, and here's the thing. I don't know that I found any business that hits all five of these. Mm. So it's more like, what's the most that you can hit? Yeah, yeah. But you know, try like, to do as many as you can. As many as you can. Yeah. So like, so vitamins. Okay, a good example. So the nice thing about vitamins, anything that's a consumable product, it's recurring. Is recurring by so definition. You can automate the process of it. Both both selling it and delivering it, right? You exactly. can have people on a monthly auto ship. You can have evergreen. You can scale it up. And it can scale, but it's not nicely. digital. It's not digital. So four out of the five. It's pretty good. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. And so you know, you you look at a membership site is probably a digital membership site is probably one that fits this, right? Digital membership sites do fit this. The challenge with membership sites is the recurring. Keeping people in it's for more than three months. In. It's like, yeah, they stay 3.4 months or whatever. So it's finding that, like, whatever that is that people keep... need to stay in for, which is usually adding, like, a software component or something else or that a, helps them. Or a, a human touch. Human touch or software, a physical good, or a physical which that's good. not digital anymore. Yeah, or an experience, like a yes. community experience, like a live event like a live or event or something, that's right? It. You get free tickets to the... Which is no longer digital, but it's pretty much... Yeah. You're going for as many as you can. Yeah, as many as you can. You're going for as many as you can. And part of this is is all of these are vehicles. These are all vehicles for you to be more of who you were designed to be. That's it. And again, you know, think if if we're thinking about building a personal brand with dares, it's like for me, I by going through this process, I learned more and more about my uniqueness. And my uniqueness is not at this moment at least, is not managing and building some massive team. And me in the weeds of like managing people all day long, it's, it's about the relationships, building relationships with other influencers, creating great content, speaking, whatever it may be, right. doing those things, promoting a message and trying to help the masses. Right. And so I shouldn't be building a business or a product that requires me to do things that isn't my uniqueness. That's what we kind of uncovered, yeah. And, and, and bringing in other partners or team members to help manage and facilitate those aspects of the product or services that we're doing. And I think that's important for everyone in order to go through this process. Your, whatever that. your staff is, like whatever your team is, should support very specifically what your main thing is. Good. And then everything else, you should either, yeah, get a referral, you should just get a referral partner, right? Like affiliate commissions or referral partners, yep. that's a great thing. Or just have people you trust that you recommend, or you just yep. say no. That's the other thing is you say can no. just say no. Because like you said before, you know, the bigger your reach gets, the more opportunities to make money. I, I could create a t-shirt line, a shoe company, I don't know. You could, you could anything. launch a restaurant right now. Soap Lewis. company, a you, restaurant. You could start a real estate company. Anything, right? You, you could totally start lots could. of different things and go into that. But you have to ask yourself, well, what is your passion as well? Right. Your expertise and your passion, do they lie into those things? Just because you can do them to make money, should you? And is that gonna pull you away from the deeper focus that you have? And I think that's the challenge. The, the bigger your audience gets and the more success you have, there's opportunities to partner with lots of different things and start all these products and services. And what you're saying is to partner with people as referral partners and just work off of a commission or affiliate deals or something and not do those things. Yeah. Let someone else do them. Or just say no or just completely. just say no completely and focus on your lane. Did you say, want to say something else to that? No, I think that is spot on, is, is the confidence to be able to say no. And I think we should go into what business are you in, which is the revenue stream. Have we talked about that yet? Uh, not really. So that was a good one. So that's one of the exercises that... And this is an exercise that anyone could do right now at home. Yeah, this is a great if one. If you're, if you got a pen and a paper... I mean, all these are pretty like, you could... You could do all these, Theoretically. But, 
But if you want to do this one, you essentially just write down a list of all the revenue streams from top highest earning to lowest earning. Is that right? Yeah. This is one that you just basically go revenue. You just revenue streams at the top. Yep. And and just you just brainstorm them. So step one is just what are all speaking the, books, courses, events, whatever. Membership. Maybe. Yeah. Blah blah blah. You know whatever we sell T-shirts. Yeah. Like whatever your revenue streams are. Just write them all down. Just write them all down. Okay, and then what you do is you do two rankings. Oh, this is great. There's one through five, right? Two rankings. Oh, this I forgot about this. This yeah. was the key. Oh so my gosh. So the first ranking is which one is the largest. Right. And so a lot of times people will say, oh, I'm in the XYZ business. But when they do this exercise. I'm in the speaking business or the, the book business. The revenue tells a different story. Yeah. It's like, oh, you say you're in this business. You might even present yourself. Say you're a speaker, but really you're in the events business or the book business. Whoa. Or, well, yeah, so that's the thing. It's, it's figuring out the revenue stream and figuring out what business you're in based on. Based on the actual dollars. Exactly. Just the results. Now, now everything we've talked about, we probably should have said this earlier, everything we've talked about today happens in the context always of who you are now and also who you want to be. It's what is your current bio. Right. Like, you know, how can you package yourself to be perceived as an expert today? And then it is what is your Where do you want to be? What is your future bio? So your the business you're in right now may be based on the highest revenue that you have, revenue stream, but it doesn't mean that's where you need to be. I mean it doesn't Long mean term. It's, yeah. But you need to be clear. You need to understand the where you're at. Today. Right. And a lot of times we don't, and we don't operate accordingly. We think to ourselves, and this is all inspired to me by the like McDonald's story. Uh-huh. You've, I think yeah, you've heard yeah, this of course, before. Yeah, sure. right? It's like classic MBA school story is, I guess it was Ray Kroc or someone was talking to a business class and, and Ray Kroc asks the, asks the class, what business am I, am I in? And they're like hamburger business. Yeah, I'm in the hamburger business, restaurants. And, and he goes, no, 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 no. And he says, how many of you can make a better hamburger than me? And they go, well, yeah, of course, yeah, McDonald's, I can make a better hamburger than McDonald's. And he says, that's because I'm not in the hamburger business. I'm in the real estate business. And he was really clear that's like we're in the real estate business and McDonald's owns real estate on all of the most popular street corners in the world, right? I mean, that's, that's and, but on the surface, now in, on the surface, it's fine if people think you're in one business. The perception. It's fine if the perception is that as long as you are clear. And your reputation needs to be that we create great hamburgers. Yeah. Or we create or, a great family experience or whatever it is. Whatever the reputation needs to be or whatever your reputation actually is, is what your reputation is. But you need to make sure that your reputation is aligned with what business you're really in. Yeah. And you either need to adjust your reputation or adjust the revenue stream. Now here's the part, it's the second ranking though that's where everything is like crazy. Is all you do, okay, so you have so you your- rank your revenue streams. Revenue, yeah, so, so you rank them here. And the highest revenue stream is actually the business that you're currently in based on revenue. Just data. Just based on that. Talk it doesn't mean it. that's where you wanna be, it's based on where you're at now. Yep. And then the second ranking is- Is stress, is the stress ranking. Mm-hmm. And so all you do is you go each revenue stream and you rank them. And you go, okay, on a scale of one to five, five being incredibly stressful. I hate doing this. It, it's horrible. It sucks the life out of me. Sucks the life out of me. I dread it. It's exhausting. I lose sleep over this. Everything. Yeah. It ties up our money or whatever. Like, just gives you stress. And a one being... Man, this is amazing. It's life-giving. I enjoy it. I love it so much. 
and you just, and that's a one. And you look at what is the stress level. And what's crazy is a lot of times you find that the highest stress things are producing some of the lowest revenue. And you're like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Makes no sense. But we do it because we think we're supposed to. We do it because everyone else is doing it. We do it because our colleagues are telling us we need to do it. We're doing it usually out of insecurity. Out of insecurity to just trust and believe and jump blindly and boldly into risking just being the person we were meant to be. Mm. That's good. It's <laughs> really good. So revenue streams was a big one for us when we did this session for the two days because it helped me gain clarity on where I'm at, where I want to be, and the things that create a lot of stress. And saying, you know what, maybe we don't have to eliminate them right now because some of them are making good money, but how can we start transitioning out of them and create a deadline by when I want to remove these things completely? By increasing the revenue on other things so that I don't have to worry about the revenue on something that's creating a lot of stress. Right. And that has given a lot of clarity for, for me and my brand and my team to be able to move forward in things that we do better anyways and things that we do stressful because we thought we were supposed to do them. So it's a really key one. You guys can do this at home. Well, and when you do all this, and this is one of the things, and this is, again, I hope you don't mind me sharing this. Go ahead. You called and you came to Nashville and we spent a couple days together to try to get clear on like, what's the thing you should be all in on? And we talked about all of this different stuff that you were doing. And at the end of our two days together, our great big epiphany was that the one thing that mattered most was what? Podcast. The podcast. Podcast. And the podcast wasn't in the conversation really of like, it was like, this is your deal. Like, this is the thing. And Lewis, you have spent money on Facebook ads for lots of different things in the past, but you shared with me that you had never once spent $1. Promoting the podcast. Promoting the actual podcast itself. Well, maybe we kind of spent a couple dollars testing, boosting a post, but yeah. Yeah. To be an integrity of my work. (laughs) But compared to other things you spent. Right, I haven't spent much. Then a few few bucks. And what's interesting is it's so it's like the podcast isn't necessarily your top revenue stream. Right. But once we got clear about your brand DNA and who you were designed to be, and part of... And that's why I wasn't focusing, I mean, it's still a major piece of everything, but I didn't think it was the business I was in because I was generating revenue in other things. So we'd spend money on those other things to make more. But really, like you were saying there, go ahead and finish your... Yeah, what I was just going to say is when you get clear on your brand DNA and like, this is your thing, this is... And look, you part of how you know what your thing is because it's the thing that's working. Like, it's the thing that's working without having to try, without having to spend money. And like, it's the thing that's making everything else work. Yes, it's, it's like the, the keystone. It's the cornerstone of everything. Mm-hmm. And then you go, if you go all in on that thing, you don't have to worry about the money. Like, it, you know it's going to show up, and especially you, just being as heart-driven and heart-led as you are, you were just like, I don't even care what the revenue streams are. Like, I know they're going to show up. And you just, that's a, a faith and a trust that you have that if you serve people, and here's the thing about money in general, and I'm not the world's expert on money, but I grew up with none of it and then got some of it and have learned over time how to get more of it, is money is just simply the byproduct of how much value you deliver in the world. And so the fact that you are delivering tons of value without charging for it on the podcast 
it's your reputation. It's the reputation formula. It's like the results times reach equals reputation. You're having huge reach. And so the revenue shows up as a result of building a reputation. The revenue shows up. It may come in different ways, but it's one of the things I love about this generation, like like speaking of millennials and, and Gen Z and like some of the younger folks is I feel like one of the bright spots of the future is that People aren't as motivated by money in these up, like these upcoming generations. They're really motivated by just what is fun and what is cool and what makes a difference in the world. And there's some negative parts of that, right? Right. But there's some really beautiful parts about that too. Is to go, you know what? Money is not going to cause maybe as many people in the next generation to compromise mm-hmm. as it has caused people in previous generations. Yeah. yeah. Zim, man, there's a lot more that I know we could talk about, like brand mantra and everything else that we haven't covered here, which is we did a two-day breakdown, which was super powerful, and you've been doing this for a lot of other people. And I asked you before we jumped on here if there's something we could give to people listening or watching on, on YouTube or on video. And you said that you wanted to give a free strategy call, 30 minutes, maybe more, to a brand strategy call, is that right? Yeah, so uh, so Brand Builders Group, right? So this is the business that we're, we are in. So, and AJ and I are partners and we've got some other people on board. We are helping people establish, build their personal brands. We're helping them build rock solid reputations and then we're helping them become rich, famous, and influential after they've built rock solid reputations, right? right? So. What we do is we want to just talk to you. We want to get to know you. We just want to hear about your dreams. Mm. And then we'll share with you what what we maybe see and how we can help. And maybe we can help and maybe we can't. And either way is fine. But we love this. And we spend time with a lot of rich, famous, and influential people. And we're learning a lot, and we've got a lot to share. So we'd love to kind of talk so, to people about that. So on the brand call, which you guys can go to lewishouse.com slash brand call. And right there, you'll you'll see the form to opt in if you want to do a free call with Rory's team on this. What will they gain from that, that call? They'll learn more about how to build their personal brand and how to be more influential, all those things, right? Yeah, I would say— You'll give them a kind of a breakdown based on what they're sharing, their goals, their vision. yeah. Yeah, I would say one is our team will help you get clear about what your personal brand really is and what it should be and sort of what kind of direction you're heading. And then two, we'll share with you what we see for you as a potential next step or next steps for your your personal brand. There you go. And there's almost everything that we share and teach is stuff that we have learned from other people. We've right. learned it from you, right? Like I've been through seven-figure webinars and sure, I've sure. been through Soga and I've been through all sorts of all sorts of stuff that we've learned from lots of people. So a lot of it we're sharing from people that we have learned, but I think what we're really passionate about is that reputation piece. That's it. And keeping you authentic and congruent and aligned. Yeah, and there's a real need for this because there's a lot of, you know, I have the greatness mastermind where we got a lot of big influencers and people who have large audiences, but also don't understand where they're heading. You know, they got too many opportunities. They don't know what their uniqueness is. They haven't figured out their revenue streams. And so I think it's really important if you're if you're wanting to build a business or build your personal brand or launch any product or service, go to lewishouse.com slash brand call, all lowercase, and you can learn more there. And at least just jump on a call, learn more about where you're heading, your vision. It's gonna be really helpful to jump on this call. So 
I would check that out for sure. We'll link it up in the show notes as well. I want to ask you two final questions because we got to wrap things up. Okay. This one is the three truths, which I think you you might have answered last time. I have time. answered, yeah. You have. We're going to do it again. Okay. I'll save on the question and just let you go into what are your three truths. Man, I always forget to prepare for these. I know they're coming. So so what so are this my... Is, this is if it's your last day and you have no more... No one has access to your content or information anymore, and all you could share with them these three things that would be left behind. What yeah. would you say are your three truths? I would say I wish I would have figured out in my life earlier to stop serving myself and start serving others mm. sooner. And it's just like you just you don't feel any type of fear when you you focus on others. It, you it all goes away so I, I would say I would say that yeah I would say the the second thing is play the long game mm. play the long game when it comes to your reputation when it comes to your money when it comes to your relationships when it comes to what feels good play the long game and then for me the third thing is, it's a faith thing, you know, and I hope you don't mind me sharing, sure. but it's just like, for me, it's, I'm a Jesus guy and I'm a Christian guy. And I, I believe in his plan. I believe that it's going to work out. I believe that this, the story has already been written and it's just believing that the future is going to be better than the past. However, that looks like for you, for me, that's Christianity and Jesus, but it, whoever you are, that's another thing you should at least spend more than a little bit of time getting clear on is what you really believe about the long, long term. Yeah. The real long term. Absolutely. And just believing. That's the thing I think winners definitely have this inherent belief that the future would be better than the past. Yeah. That's great, man. I love those three truths. I got to acknowledge you, my man, because you've helped me so much get clear on my vision and, and it's my goal to serve as many people as possible. And you giving me that clarity through this, you know, brand strategy, but also our friendship has been really powerful. And I know you're constantly helping as many people as you can who are influencers make an impact with their reach and their audience as well. So the ability to give people clarity and clear structure is a game changer. So I acknowledge you for that, man. Appreciate you. Well, I appreciate it. It's it's an honor to be associated with your reputation. It's not something that we take lightly. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it, man. Final question. What's your definition of greatness? <sighs> <laughs> I'm going to go with, and I know people have shared this before. I heard it from John Maxwell. He said that greatness is when the people who know you the best respect you the most. Hmm. You know, as much of a public world as it is, and there's a lot that I've been through in the last few years, and just with social media and everything, right? Like everybody sees this manicured image of who you are, even if it's even if it's your weaknesses, it's still your manicured weaknesses. It's the ones you're choosing to share. Sure. And I think the, the reality is that there's only a handful of people around you that really get to see you in your darkest moments in your weakest moments. And when those people that know you the best respect you the most, I think you've you've reached greatness. Mm, love it. Rory Vanden, my man. You, Appreciate you. Love you, man. There you have it, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this one. Again, 
Go to lewishouse.com slash brand call to be one of the first people to get a strategy session, a free strategy call on really how to build your brand. If you're thinking about building your brand and you want more advice, you want more feedback, then go to lewishouse.com slash brand call. The full show notes, the full video interview and all the information for that link and everything else we talked about is at lewishouse.com slash 670. Again, make sure to Share this with your friends on Instagram. For those that want to build an influential personal brand, share this with them. Any entrepreneur friends, those just getting started out, those who are already successful and want to go to the next level, share this with them. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. It's all about building an influential brand. Again, when you have more influence, you can impact more lives. And that's one of the reasons why you are here, to impact the people around you and as many people as you can. The best way to predict your future is to create it, said Peter Drucker. And as always, you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.